Amen. God has been so good to us. And I am tasked with a difficult task to be. <laughs> you know, after all the preaching, I don't know what else can I say. <laughs> but I think I have a word of the Lord. I'm going to entitle today's message, Reasonable Worship. Amen. John chapter 4 verse 9 all the way to 24. John chapter 4 verse 9 to 24. If you are there, say Amen. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to her, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Remember, the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank for from it himself as well as his son and his livestock. And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Then the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to her, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You, will, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Here comes my favourite part. But the hour is coming. And now is, now is, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father. Underline this, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must Worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Shall we just lift our hands right now? Father, I feel your anointing. I thank you. I feel you are here in this place wanting to speak to your children. Father, we praise you. We worship you. But today, God, open our understanding one more time, Lord. One more time to know how to apply what we are going to hear tonight. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Tianchen. 
Amen. I, I don't know about you, but when I read this scripture, it's talking about Jesus counseling somebody who has relationship problems, right? I mean, she, 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 she has five failed relationships and, and one that is not a very good one. But as a pastor, I will tell you what I'll do. As a pastor, I'll tell her, if I was Jesus, you know, I would be telling her she needs to go to a marriage seminar. Come on. Or oh, oh, she needs some purity lessons. Amen. Or oh, she needs to get right with God. But notice this. Jesus thought about worship. I was like, come on, man. What's going on? Suddenly, you just talk about worship and now is the time. You know, worship in spirit and in truth. What has God worship to do with helping this lady? Amen. Have, have you wondered why of all things? I mean, if, if I was the pastor, I would be grabbing all of them. Hey, you need a marriage seminar. Hey, you need to get your life right. But, but you know what they did? Let me tell you about worship. Let me tell you that this, now is the time where worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. I, I don't get that. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. Because we have defined worship in the 21st century. We need to go back and understand the law of first mention. When you study the Bible, you need to understand there is a, a, a way to study the Bible. It's called the law of first mention. Where the concept is first mentioned in the Bible. For instance, sacrifice. Go back to the original reasonable definition. When we think about worship today, we think about songs. But that's not what the Bible says. We have reduced worship to songs because songs are easier to sing than to give your life. Oh, oh, come on, everybody say praise God. So, so we're going to go back to the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 22. This scripture, not many people like to teach, but it's found, the word worship was found in verse 5. So let's turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 1 and 5. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 5. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, comma, thy only son Isaac, comma, who thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. I don't know why Abraham, God always never tell him where he should go. You know, when I think about Abraham, we do this thing called real colors. I think Abraham is an orange. See, go. Okay. Where? Just go. Okay. If it's a go, where? How? Where's the map? The green say, why must I go? The blue say, go. Ah. Nobody follow me. But, but Abraham, I can tell you this is orange. Go. It's like, He's never thinking how deep the water is. He just jumped off. <laughs> Amen. Abraham was that kind of personality. And then in verse 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took 
two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham and said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. This was the first mention of the word worship. Are you with me here today? And this is where, this is the law of first mention that we're going to define. This is the cornerstone of what it looks to worship God. Are you with me here again? Come on, are you with me here again? Young people, amen. Worship is not about lights. It's not about not stage four. It's not about Sennheiser microphones. Come on, are you with me? The first place when we see worship, it was a, oh my goodness. There was no lights. No cameras. In fact, when I think about the word worship, there were only two people present. A hundred-year-old man. I say again, a hundred-year-old man. And scholars think that, that, that uh, Isaac was probably around 25 to 36. He wasn't a young person, you know. You know, when we read that, 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 that passage of Scripture, I think it was like the age of Avery. No, he was a pretty grown man. I, I, I need Jabez to come here. Jabez, 22, come on. Amen. 22. He can whip me, you know. I mean, all he needs to do is run. And then I'll come back, I'll be so tired, he'll just whip me. So I'm supposed to go with this gentleman. And we go and yonder and worship. I can tell you this, he can whip me. He can carry me. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. But I want to let you know for a moment here today. Young people, I may be old. Jabez, I may be old. I may not be as talented as you are. I may not know the technology that you know. But I want to let you know something. Daddy knows how to worship God because daddy has 100 years of experience walking with God. Are you with me? I, I, I may not be as handsome as you. Muscular like you. I don't have a model's body. I have a dad's bod. I used to have six packs. I told my children, I used to have six packs. They all burst out laughing. Now the six packs became one pack. But I will tell you one thing, don't discredit me because I have 100 years of experience. Abraham has 100 years of experience how to worship God. So don't you discredit us young people. 
Come on, are you with me? I will invest in you. Yes, I will help you with likes. I will help you enhance the experience. But don't you think and write me off. Come on, are you with me, brother David? Amen. Amen. Uh, you are 25. I'm sorry. Amen. But, but I'm here to tell you this. There is something deep within us that we know what it means to worship God. I, uh, that's why David say this, you know, when I'm young and I'm old, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Are you with me? Don't you discount us, oh you old people. I'll tell you there's a great worshipper here. Her name is Sister Katani. She's right there. She has many years of experience. She was, she, she, she was here before us having DCD. That's ancient of days, man. She was here before I was here. Sister Katani, wave your hand. Amen. Sister Katani, wave your hand. Amen. She is a great worshipper. Hallelujah. Come on, are you with me here? Don't you discredit the 100. Uh, sorry, I'm not 100. Okay, I'm putting myself ahead. I am 53. I know I look 25, but I'm actually 53. Amen. I have experience with God. And I'm telling you, you better be careful of how the world is looking at worship. Worship is not about songs. Worship is not about the LEDs. Worship is not about all those technology stuff. However, having said that, we will help you reach your generation. Come on, everybody say amen. Don't tell me, Pastor, I cannot worship because uh, the sound I cannot hear. There was no sound in Mount Moriah. There was two person, an old man and a young person. And Abraham was ready to teach Isaac the true meaning of worship. I don't know about you. We have to be careful that the only place that we can teach worship is DCD. It was a quiet place where father and brother or son will go up quietly when no one is watching. And they are doing this for the audience of one. Not an audience of a DCD crowd. Are you with me? He went up there, son, I'm going to teach you about worship. Come follow me. And then notice this, as you go up the mountain, Three days, you know, three days walking. You know, I don't know what the servant's thinking about. Like, Dad, where are we going? Three days. Eh? I mean, the young son said, Oh Lord, uh, my, my father has dementia. Uh, you know, whatever. Three days of just walking and not knowing where to go. And then suddenly, okay, I found it. <laughs> I found it. And then, you know what? Suddenly he asked the two lads, Stay behind. Now, my son will follow me. They went up, quiet. Let me help you understand, parents. I don't know about you. You have to teach your children the element of worship. The element of worship is not to sing on the pulpit. It's not on the pulpit that it begins. Don't build any worship ministry on the stage. Don't build any worship ministry. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. You say, then yeah, you have likes. I'm helping you, okay? I'm not, I'm not unreasonable, but... The problem is when you build on the wrong foundation. 
we, you know what? I was hoping that something happens to the light so I can preach. <laughs> you know what? I sometimes don't want the PA system so that we can worship. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Some of us can't even worship when there's no light. Some of us can't even worship. We rely on someone else's worship. We write on their worship and God never intended for us to write in someone's worship. Amen. So where do we teach our worship? You know what? He lived the life of worship. 100 years of experience. And then he says, Daddy, where's the sacrifice? Trust God. You are that sacrifice. Hey, Jabez, come here. <sighs> Son, you were that sacrifice. I, I just can't help it, but you know, trying to convince him, God never fail us. Just trust him. I'm going to put you on the sacrifice. You know what? He could have easily, he bought into the program. You know why? Because at his age, he could just wake me up and throw me down and say, oh, my dad tripped and fall. But you know what? He was submitted there. Somehow or other, I believe with all my heart, listen, very parents here right now, there is a relationship that he trusts his dad. Amen. That he trusts. If you want to learn how to worship God, first of all, you make sure that you have relationship with your child because you're going to tell him stuff that, that you're going to sacrifice him. And then without trust, you know, he will not let you sit down there. He will punch you. He will wrestle you. But there is a bond that we don't see in the scripture. But I do believe with all my heart. If I grab hold, son, just believe, just trust God. I'm going to put you in the altar. Please don't fight with me. I know God will raise you up again because I have 100 years of experience with Him. He gave me a promise and you are that promise and He gave us a promise that our descendants will be like sands in the sand. Our descendants will be like stars. Just hang in there. I don't know how you work, but trust me, Daddy, it's not unsound, but I love you. You know that and I can tell you that He loved because the Bible says He loved Isaac. And to put him, he's a living message. He did not tell him how to worship. He showed him how to worship. I show him that I'm putting you on the altar. That's what worship looks like. I'm not giving you theory because daddy, daddy is showing you by example, by putting you on the altar and everything within me don't want to do it, but I've got to do it to show you how it means and how it means to worship. Thank you. Some of us, we're so afraid to put our children at the altar. We don't want to lead the life. The children becomes our God rather than we place him on the altar. Please, huh? Please, uh, don't throw stone at me. I'm not saying child abuse. Uh. This is a whole different story. Because the Bible says that what? Abraham love Isaac. Wow. You know, if I think I am Abraham, I will argue with God. And he did. Let me show you. He did. Okay, everybody say praise God. Again, this story reminds us that 
that worship is not about music. Turn to your neighbor and say, worship is not about music. Worship is not about lightings. Amen. Worship is built on this foundation. Amen. It's pain. Amen. And, and again, worship is really for the audience of one. There was no crowd. There was no DCD group of people. He was in a quiet place where there is no lights, cameras. He was in a quiet place where, where, you know, when you go up, let me tell you something. As you grow up in dedication, in worship, right? Less people will be there. Because a lot of people treat God as trans transactional. But not relational. They come to church. Yes, they come. But the only one, I praise you, I get something. It's just that when I do something, I expect something. I do something, I expect something. God doesn't want a transactional relationship. He wants to relate with you. He wants to feel your pain. He wants you to open your heart. Everybody say, praise God. And I want you to notice this in verse 3 and 5. Can you throw up the verse 3 and 5? There are... 12 tiny words. 12 tiny words that he used in repetition. Can anybody know what that repetition is? Look at it. 12 words that he used. Anybody? Same word. Anybody shout? And. And. Okay, turn to the next slide. And. And. You know, if, if, if we don't know anything about the English language, this is bad grammar. And, 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 and. In, in verse 3, you have seven times the word and was used. And verse 5, there was five times it was used. Amen. Okay, uh, I'm not an a, a English major or English professor. Okay, everybody say praise the Lord. If I butcher this word, forgive me. Okay, this is called polyciditon. I know you're blur, right? I also blur. Poly. Citizen. You know what it means? It is a language technique where you use a lot of conjunctions like and, but, and in the sentence to make it sound more connected or there's an emphasis of items or action. There is a non-stop continuance. Okay? Everybody say praise God. So when you see the word so many times, it's, it's emphasizing specifics and the particulars and it's non-stop continuance until the task is done. It's simply, uh, literally persistent until the sacrifice was done. He, was, he did not mess around with after talking to God, arguing with God. Then he went down the next day. He did not waste time. You know why he knows that? Because you know, the, we have another voice that tells us you are crazy. He didn't waste time. He practiced immediate obedience. Because if we wait, listen, how many of you know what? God put a, a figure in your head, in your mind, come on, how much to give, right? If you don't give immediately, 
Then the next day, the number say, I think you hear God wrong. Are you crazy? Come on, are, are, you, are you with me? Have, how many of you ever played? Oh, faith promise. Uh, I, I, I put a million dollars. I'm not suggesting that you put, but that's a good idea. You know, uh, I put a million dollars inside. Okay, then you think about it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You know what? You should do it immediately because you know what? You will reason yourself out of that sacrifice. So in this whole idea of worship, worship requires immediate obedience before you rationalize your way out of whatever God is trying to tell you. In fact, in the move of the Holy Ghost, there are times where the Holy Ghost comes and then we say, come out right now, come on right now. You got to come out. You got to come out because the Holy Ghost moves fast. Amen. Amen. I say again, you know, you must know how to practice immediate obedience because only through immediate obedience that, you know, all this resonating, all these dirt voices will go. Amen. I'm telling you here today, we, we need to learn how to immediately obey God. When God says, come, come. When the altar call is given, come. I've seen some people do the cha-cha. And then after that, you know you miss the timing. Yeah. You, uh, come on, all those that, that are Holy Ghost free. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like you say, oh, yeah, I'm ain't nobody coming. Oh, yeah. When God comes, you know what I've, I've learned a long time ago. When God says, I want you to be at the altar and I want you to respond. I want you to jump. There's no feeling of jumping. I, I, the Holy Spirit will promise exactly what we need to do. If we don't obey the first command, the second and the third command, He will not give it to you. You say, oh, sure not. Yeah, remember Samuel. I, I, have you ever wondered, Samuel, just, why doesn't God just tell him to anoint David? He just show up, then he, which one? I mean, it will save a lot of time. Uh, which one is there anymore? But he must go there first. He must obey the first command before he gets the second command. I, I, are you with me here? Worship requires immediate obedience. Otherwise, you justify yourself out of worship. Everybody say, praise God. I'm not saying that you are reckless. Even though you are reckless. Even though you are reckless. Listen to me. Even though I'm reckless. If my son is reckless and he say, ah, I just spent uh, for a good cause, guess what? I'm the father. I'm proud of him. Yeah. All right. Amen. It's true. Amen. If he tries, you think God is not happy? Yeah. Amen. God loves a cheerful giver. I wish some of us would be, ha, 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 ha. In fact, that word comes from hilarious giver. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you all with me here today? We require, I, I've said this many times in worship service, the backbone of worship is obedience. I say again, the backbone of worship is obedience. Amen. And what was Abraham doing is called worship. He practiced it immediately. He didn't wait three days. He didn't wait for confirmation. Lord, confirm. If it's in the Word, do it. Everybody say, praise God. Worship is not simply singing. Worship is obedience. 
That's what he's telling us. Practice obedience. Oh, we sing the song. Oh, you are worthy to be praised. Is he worthy to be obeyed? You're worthy to obey. You're worthy to obey. To obey is better than? Amen. How many of you heard of this, this, this author by the name of Corey Ten Boot? He wrote the book, The Hiding Place. And there's some things that she said, I, I think that we all Christians must understand. Uh, I learned, this is what she said, I learned to hold on things loosely so that God will have, so that God will not have to pry them out of my hands. Amen. I believe that true worshippers who worship God doesn't just have to lift up holy hands, but they have loose hands. Come on. I, I, I say that again. I believe that, that worshippers need to lift up hands, but, but, but not just hands. They have to have loose hands. I say again, loose hands. Turn to your neighbor and say, loose hands. Amen. Which means, whatever is mine is yours. Amen. Are you with me? Come on. I'm talking about worship today. I'm talking about that He can have it all. He can have it all. Amen. Oh, oh. you know what? Let me go ahead of my notes. You see, when, when water baptism, when I go water baptized and, and, and I go, 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 go into the watery grave, I give to God all my shame, mistakes and all my sins. But, but that's, that's a good place, okay, to start. But later on, God wants your Isaac, your miracle. Amen. Hear me now. Your, God wants what you love. Your miracles, your ministry. I mean, it's, it's easy for us to give God all our shame. Easy. <laughs> my shame. Here's my shame. So hot. Amen. Here's my shame. Oh, that's easy to give. Give me your business. Oh. But Lord, that's a miracle precisely. 26 years I have these miracles. Father, now you want it? Yeah, I want it. I want it. Don't just give me your mistakes. Give me your all. Amen. We have given God all our mistakes, all our shame, but this is the time I feel that will wrap things around, that will help us is that God, give, give me what you love. Give me what you love. Don't give me your leftovers. Give me what you love. Give me what you love. Give me those things that, that, that make you proud. Give me those things that have, you have identified with and say, that's me. Give me those things. Give me your degree. Oh, oh give, me, give me your career. Oh, give me all those things that, that I'm asking you today. Give me your talent. Give me your drums. Give me your drum skill. That's what God is saying. Oh Lord, but those are my miracles precisely. I'm here. The next level is this. I want your miracle. 
Amen. Uh, come on, Isaac. Isaac was 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 Abraham miracle. My miracle baby. God doesn't want your leftovers. Sometimes God asks you, I want to give me what you love. Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, there's an author by the name of K. Arthur. You know, I, 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 she said it, Pastor Tim didn't say it, so I'm going to quote. He says, if you do not plan to live the Christian life totally committed to knowing your God and walking in obedience to Him, then don't even begin. For this is what Christianity is all about. It's a challenge of citizenship. It's a change of government. It's a change of allegiance. If you have no tension, or if you have no ten tension, intention of letting Christ rule your life, then forget about Christianity. It is not for you. This is what I call loose hands. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know why? Let me remind you again. I asked you during this DCD, have you worshipped God? I worship God. No, have you worshipped God? Have you given Him access to what you love? Only then, that is the true essence of worship. All this singing, hallelujah, all this dancing, is disco. All right. All right. Right. You hear me now? Oh, I dance, I sweat. No, 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 no. What do you love? All right. Come on, Come on Philippines. What do you love? Do you love the attention of the music? Taking up a mic. Oh, la, 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 la. And then your pizza come out in Facebook. Or you find a quiet place, Lord. I'm not going to be the worship leader. I'm going to find a place where no one is watching. And I'm going to dance where no one is dancing. And I'm going to worship because you know what? I'm trying to nail my ego because I like attention. You hear me now? Have we worshipped God, tabernacle of joy, after what the Lord has spoken to us, after what He has, has spelled out to us, after all these prophecies, after all the presence of God? Let me ask you this question. Have we worshipped? Amen. God doesn't want your shame. God wants what you love. Amen. God wants what is making you, you. What is your miracle? What is your success? God is asking you today. Amen. Before we end, because let me tell you what would happen. We will go back to the routine if we don't give God what we love. Because we will go back to what we love. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. So what do you learn from Abraham? First of all, worship is when I offer to God not just my mistakes, but also my miracles. Amen. I, I say that again. Amen. I say one more time. Amen. Amen. And then again, Jesus is not the one. You know, if you go back to the story, he has two sons. Everybody say amen. You know, I don't know about you, but, but you know, you have two sons. One son is Ishmael. Ishmael represents all the mistakes. Amen. 
Okay? And then, my miracle child, Isaac. Amen. God doesn't want your mistakes. He wants your miracles. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. You know, someone says this, did, 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 did Abraham struggle having loose hands? Well, I think he did. I can prove it. Okay? There is this book, I don't know whether you Bible scholars heard about it. It's called, if I'm not mistaken, Chusha, Chumash. Sorry, Chumash. Uh, it is actually a tradition. Uh, it's not the Bible, but it's the tradition commentary. Okay? Of the Torah. Okay, and, 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 and I want to explain to you in verse 2. Can we turn now to verse 2? It, it says this, right, in too much that every time you see, you know, uh, 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 a comma, you know, let's, let's turn to, to Genesis chapter 2, okay? Genesis chapter 2. PowerPoint, yes. Okay, every time, according to the too much, okay, this is not a command. But every time you see a comma, it's a conversation. Abraham will, will fill in the blanks. Amen. Okay? Uh, it's like this. And he say, take now thy son, comma. Then there's an insertion of Abraham's command. And then he move on. Thy only son, Isaac, comma. Then it's another conversation. This is Abraham where he insert his command. Okay? Because if you read this, it makes sense. He say, take now my son, then why he repeat it? Thy only son. It seems to be like that there's too much description for one kid. And the reason why there is, there is this, this thing that's going on because Abraham was debating, arguing, negotiating. It's like, like you go to the market street in Chinatown Point. $15, $15. I say $5. Uh, 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 but I buy two. So this was what it was going on. That, 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 that God is, God has fixed price. Uh, are y'all with me here? You know, some of us are still going, uh, 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 can I fast one hour? Can I fast two hours? Can I, da, 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 can I, can I, can I? Uh, uh, you know, you know like, like, like my wife likes to go shopping in those days. Uh, uh, you know, how much, how much? $15, the one. Uh, how much, how much? Uh, the one. How much? Uh, two for how much? Three for how much? Uh, if I buy five, how? You know, I, I, I argue with somebody in, in China, you know, one of those Guangzhou uh, shopping mall and, and, and I was arguing with, with that person and I said that, you know, this iPhone wire, give me one for two dollar. Say, okay, one for two dollar, how many thousand you want? I say, ten. He looked at me like he wants to kill me. After negotiating so long, you look, you talk as if you want one thousand pieces. I give you two dollar, but you only want ten. So this was going on, you know. This was going on that 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 Abraham had a discussion with God. Can I tell you something? When God tells you to do something, there's no lowering. First of all, you won't win him. He's God. How many of you ever argue with God and win? 
Sometimes we hear, oh, I wait for my wife to get a weakness. Oh, oh I know, I know. I say, Lord, wow, wow. I wait for my wife to agree. I mean, that's a good thing, but then your wife say the same thing. I wait for some other sign. Uh, the passport, Lord, I pray that the bus come and the neon light will come out and tell me what Isaac to do. God will never, never lower His price. Amen. Are y'all with me here today? We spend so many time negotiating and pushing back. I don't want to. And then after that, you go talk to your friends that also never. You know what? Never go to a friend that's not on fire with God when God tells you to do something. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, everybody say praise God. And, and here's another thing that we need to understand that worship is giving to God what you love. What do you love today? Don't tell me you love singing. Ah, no, no, that, that, that don't count. What do you love today? Do you love your reputation? Do you love your ministry? I mean, here's the deal, folks. God asked me the question, are you more concerned about your reputation than your child? Some of us are more concerned about our reputation than our child. And I have to lay prostrate down and I say, God, forgive me. I made ministry an idol. Ironic. But we can make our ministry an idol. That's why we don't want to show our withered hands. You know, when I was in Philippines, I, I don't believe it. No. Until I met Sereno. Hallelujah. Nobody ever was open about their weaknesses. Everybody was showing how spiritual they are. Wow. I stand around them, I feel like carnal. I think if we all propose some of these things that we do, I'm in trouble. They say, please don't invite Pastor Tim to Philippines anymore. Amen. Everybody has this idea that to be spiritual, I have to cover up. We have this idea of projection. All of us are projecting something because we don't want to be real. And sister shows friend and brother shows friend came over. I tell you, we don't know what to do. I say we are such a mess and we spend time, we tell them every one of our problems and I fought with, I, I don't know whether in counselling you ever fight with your wife in front of the counsellors and that's what we do. We fight. Don't throw stone at me. You all never fight with your wife? <laughs> Amen, we fight. You, you, you. You know, we were hurting. We, 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 we were fighting so much that we don't even know who's the enemy. Yeah. Right. It's so true that sometimes when you're in battle, your hands are all, all just going like this. Right. You don't know what you're doing. Your mind's all chaos. And those people that you love, you start to kill. And somebody needs to see that to help us stop it. I love both of you enough. You but you got to open your heart. Yeah. You got to say that you have an issue. You know, so I, I, I had a lot of issues when I was born again. I had last problem. I had all kinds of... And I go to Brother Willoughby and ask, what does the Bible say about this? Brother Willoughby almost fall out of his chair. <laughs> Hello? Because I needed to know I'm struggling with this. 
if I want help, I need to say I need help. The doctors, the doctor cannot tell you. You go see a doctor, the first question is, what do you need from me? Is there anything wrong with you? Uh, no. Why do you come? I hope you will tell me. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. Amen. Are you all with me here today? Amen. True worship is not about saying. True worship is also asking you about laying down what you love. Amen. You see, when you come to Christ, you and I are no longer the most important person. Christ is. Instead of living only for ourselves, we have a higher goal. That's to live for Jesus. That's why we give Him the glory. When I say I give you the glory, it means I live for you. Worship is not about singing that favorite song. Worship says, I have no boundaries. Come and do what you will in my life, oh God. Worship says, God, you can have anything. Amen. There is no relationship. There is no dream. There is no career that I'm holding back. God, you can have everything. Which means that you don't even have a sign that says that no trespassing. Are you with me? Amen. I don't know about you, but today I'm so glad for people that have a no trespassing sign over their life when it comes to giving to God. And one of those people was Sister Jenny Miller. If Sister Jenny Miller said there's no trespassing, you cannot touch this commitment, then I will not be here today. Sister Jenny, I will not be here today. Sister Tina, Brother Edmund, Brother David, Sister Linda, we will not be here today. Because somebody has, a, has, a, has thrown away that no trespassing sign. And then we have this man from the, 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 the little uh, state of uh, Tennessee. You know, he always called himself Hugh Billy. Amen. He was my first pastor. He was the pastor that tolerated and was loyal to me. When nobody loved me, he hang in there for me. When everybody give up, he still, I love you, I'm still here for you. Amen. His name is Bishop Willoughby because he threw away that no trespassing sign. And then he met this lady by the name of uh, Barbara Ann Willoughby. She was from Chicago, Illinois. Amen. And she had also a no trespassing sign. They threw those signs away so that they come to the nation of Singapore to build an apostolic work for Jesus. Are you hearing me today? They could have easily pastored a big church. They could have easily done their own thing. Thank God for people who know how to sacrifice and worship. Thank God that people can lay down in the 21st century whatever they love at the altar. Amen. Are you all with me here today? And some things like God, you know what I've realized is the good things that becomes our idol. Hello? 
It may be our children. It may be things that is holding us back. You know what? Please, please don't understand. Please don't misunderstand me. Because I do believe that, that some of us were casualties of the old school where they sacrificed their children for ministry. You know, but then the, 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 then there is this reaction that goes to, okay, oh, all my children, these all my children. And then the children did take your ministry. You hear me now? We have to find that right balance, Brother Serrano. We have to find that right balance. It is a constant work in action, you know, because there are so many circumstances, so many things that, 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 that you know, we have to navigate around. And ministry is tough, but ministry is even tougher when it comes to our own children. It comes and we need God because Lord, I say this again, Lord, I do not want my children to be my idol because they are good things. Are, are y'all with me here today? Come on, wave your hand at me. You know, in the 21st century, there is so much focus about uh, 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 child parenting ideologies that we have to be very careful about. Amen. We need to go back to the book so that you bring us to alignment, to a place where we can sacrifice and call that worship unto the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, are you here hearing me today? You know, there's this song that I like. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, together. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Let's examine the song here. You word it of it all. You word it of it all. And it goes like this. I don't know whether you know this. For from you are all things. Now here we receive. We like this part. For from you are all things. But this next part says, And to you are all things. That's a hard one. Amen. That's another song that I like. We used to say, We lift our hands in the sanctuary and give you the glory and we will praise you for the rest of my life and we will praise you for the rest of my life. Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! For the rest of my day! Do you know what you just said? That God, you can have total access Maybe after that you will say, mm, 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 mm. What happened to yes, Lord? Come on. You see, let me tell you what, what Job explained. It looks like Job chapter 1 verse 21. He says this, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave it and the Lord has taken away. 
blessed be the name of the Lord. Just worship. If I have blessing, praise the Lord. If God decided to have it, praise the Lord. It doesn't belong to me. Folks, I hope you understand this. When you become a Christian, you bought with a price. Some people say this, oh, it's my degree. How can God take my degree? I study, you know. Let me ask you this question. Who give you eyes? Who give you eyes to read? Who give you brain? You think it, it dropped from the sky or, or there's an explosion? Oh, there's a brain. Who? Who give you health? I'm bought with a price. Jesus paid a price for me. Oh, 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 folks. Oh, we like our autonomy. I like my autonomy. I don't like people to tell me what to do. That's the third voice. That's why we need to bring what we love. And sometimes what we love is that third voice. I like my freedom. I don't like, I don't like to be born. I like my freedom. Then you know what? You are, I agree with you. You can choose your freedom, but you are not free to choose your consequences. Amen. I mean, I give you freedom, but then later on, if you get yourself in a mess, don't come. Because you are responsible for that. Amen. Are you with me here? You know, when my children were teenagers, and they are still teenagers, by the way. You know, I'm not really saying that I'm targeting them. So, you know, uh, but, 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 but they tell me, Dad, I, I, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Dad, I want my freedom. You know what I tell them? I also want mine. <laughs> I don't want to be worried about you all the time. They think as if we don't worry. Please, man up, mature. Not everything you want, you can have it. You know how I know that you matured? When you set boundaries yourself. Come on. Come on, everybody say praise God. If you, should, you should have a church boundary, but your personal boundary should be Harder than your church boundary. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. You see, your whole life is God's property. I know no, that's not, that, that won't be preached. But you belong to God. Amen. You have access it only because God allows you to have access. Amen. That's why, you know, people have a hard time because they have not learned to surrender. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, I am often reminded that when I sing, when I do all those things, when I have health, there is a particular reason why God gave me a health. And it's not just the purpose of enjoying life, but I've got job to do. Come on, everybody say praise God. I've got a job to do. Amen. And today, you know, I, I don't know about you, but to wrap everything up, you know, I, I want us today to ask yourself this question, have I truly worshipped? Amen. 
you know, I'm going to ask the musician to come. Okay? All the musicians come. You know, I know that we're going to do something different. Okay, the musicians, can you come? As the musician is coming, I, 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 I want to make the author here today like a Mount Moriah. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I need to remind myself that I don't own me. Amen. You, you get what I'm saying? And some of us, you know, in this place, you're wondering, why am I not getting a breakthrough? I'll tell you why, because you're holding back. You come up here, you sing songs. And you know what God is asking you. But you don't want to give it. You're holding back. You're just afraid of what this entails. And sometimes, right, some of us have got this weird idea. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I have to go to Vietnam. I have to go somewhere and kill myself. That's for someone else's story. Yeah. Okay, hear me now. Maybe God is just asking you, why don't you start the process? Because it takes 100 years for, for, for Abraham to have that experience with God. Don't, don't, don't come with preconceived notions. God is asking you, just trust me. I will not ask of you something that you cannot do. But if you trust me today, I will show you who I am. But you got to start the process coming in. And please, let God have access to you. Some of us, we come into this place, we lift up hands and all these things, but we have something here that says, no trespassing. Because we are so afraid of the things that God wants us to do. I'm not asking you to go to become a missionary in Afghanistan. That's God to tell you. But I'm asking you today, God is asking you today, everyone in this room, come. I'm inviting you today without any reservation, without, I say again, without any withholding, just coming into His presence, God, you can have access right now I'm not asking you to ask God to have access tomorrow because I believe that every day God will require something of everyone differently so don't you have only enough faith for today and if you are here today God is asking you can I have access trust me can I have your career Trust me. God even never asked you, but He has asked you, can I have it? He never asked you that I'm going to take your career. <laughs> Some of us have this misunderstanding. Oh, you mean He has asked me to He never he said, can I, can I have at least permission to touch? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm going to touch your career. 
we, we have this preconceived idea that Oh God, you're asking me to do this but, but, but at least can you just open that door Say, Lord, I'm afraid But I'm going to try You see, what What Abraham was trying to tell The next generation Is this I've been there before You don't have to start From the very beginning You can flow from Here onwards And trust me You can have an Expedite experience Because you know why You don't have to learn From my experience You can learn from my experience And that's what we are trying to do today That we are asking you young people Listen, young people I don't know where you are But I'm telling you That God is asking you Stop withholding Now let's go back to the story Of the woman in the well This woman Had Five men Or six men Perhaps she was looking for love At the wrong place She was abused by her father She longed for a man to hold her And say I love you But she never found that love Amen that's why she had always looking for men to fill that area of her life, but she did not. But the good news is there is another seventh man that is coming. And his name is Jesus. That's why he says that, oh, there's going to be fountains of living water within you when you meet this seventh man. <laughs> when you meet this seventh man, this seventh man will not fail you. These seven men will take you into places that you never dream of. Because the answer, the answer to deliverance is literally, hear me now, worship when you say, I give you all. And when he comes in, listen to me very carefully. I'm going to be as straight as I can with you. He will start to rearrange your life. He will start to say this Oh, oh this You know, it's just like You have a tenant in a new house And they say This chair gotta go That chair gotta go And it feels kind of uneasy But that's why He says that He has given us comfort Amen That's why He will comfort you When you're struggling That's why you need to Open your mouth Say, God, that's painful God And He will wrap His arms around you I know But just trust me A little bit It will feel better Just trust me There are areas of my life I want to reveal myself But but, but if you don't start Opening that door If you don't start I cannot bring deliverance to you I cannot I'm asking you today when you come, we're going to sing a song first so that we can sing. But then it's time to respond. Then, you know what? I don't want you to think the worst scenario. I want you to think the vision that is all going to be worth it. I want you to connect the dots that all things will work together. Look at the vision. Don't look at your sacrifice. Are you with me? Look at the vision of what the Lord wants to, to do. Intimacy with God forever And I will never rely on a man again That man, that, that woman that, 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 that counseling Became a worship session Because you know what As, as long as somebody has a worshipping heart They will do exactly What the word of the Lord will do Because you know what They say I give you all 
and God can have access. God can have access. Why don't we all stand all over this place? We're going to be singing the song. Amen. You worthy all the all. And then later, just, just stay at your seats, but later we are coming out. Is that okay? Hear me now today. Your pastor has been walking with the Lord more than 30 years. I say, he's a good father. He will never let you down. He will never let you down. But you got to place what you love on the altar so that He can give you something better. Can the musicians just lead us into worship that I'm going to call? Come on, lift your voices, everyone. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, lift your hands, close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just tell God you're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve one more time. Come on, just lift our voices. Give it all. Do it one more time. 
what I want you to do right now. I want you to close your eyes and picture this is Moriah. Amen. I want you, maybe you want to come to Mount Moriah together. The altar is open. I want you to bring somebody with you. Come on, let's come to the altar and let's give God ourselves today. Come on. Amen. Amen. Before you pray, I want you to listen to me. Just come to the altar right now. Amen. People are coming. Come on, let's let's move forward for a moment. Amen. I'm asking you today to give God what you love. That's it. I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to allow them to come. Come on, let's let's keep on coming. This is the last day. Come on, let's give of ourselves today. Amen. There are people who are coming. Come on, just just leave your hands right now all over this place. Amen. If you want to come as a family, come as a family. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you. There's room in the center. Come, come, come. Don't, don't let everybody there come. It's time for us to, to consecrate to the Lord. It's time for us to give Him all. To give Him what we love, not just what our shame is. Let's give Him, Lord, things that we love. Some of us need to give Him our ministry. Some of us need to give Him our children. Some of us need to give Him our careers. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift up your hands with a prior feast right now. Amen. Amen. I, I just want everybody in this room to watch me right now. I'm going to be praying and immediately I pray. I want you to let go of what you love. In your hands represents what you hold dearly of. I want you to let it go. When I begin to pray, Father, we come before you. Jesus. Lord, we are coming to Mount Moriah to offer what we love <laughs> and father right now in the name of jesus come on then just begin to have loose hands right now all over this place let it go come on just let your hands go that's it that's it shake it off that's it that's it, that's it. by the authority in the name of jesus i lose right now we see the Holy Ghost. That's it, that's it. Let it go, let it go. New tongue. You have your way. You have your way, oh God. Come on, let your spirit out. Free yourself so that you can make joy. Free yourself. No holding back. No holding back. Let it go, let it go. It's in your hands, Father. It's in your hands. I give you total access. Come on. 
Come on, just let your voice out. Give it all, give it all, give it all, give it all. Come on, receive it right now. Receive your liberty. Receive your liberty right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. Come on, let your tongue go. Let your tongue go. All over this place. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. You can have access, Lord. That's it, receive it right now, receive your breakthrough, receive your healing. Receive your direction. Receive your providence right now. He is your Jehovah Jireh. He will provide you. As you yield yourself to Him. Here comes right now in the name of Jesus. Provision. Grace. Father, right now. Grace. Understanding. Healing. Revelation. Come on, just let it go. There are people still praying. Come on, just let it go. Come on. 
Come on, just just let your voice out for a moment. Just let your voice out. Let's begin to let the spirit work within us. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can have it all. Come on. Some of you need to tell God, God, you can have it all. You can have my opinion. You can have my riches. You can have my finances. You can have it all. You can have my ministry. You can have it all. I give you what I love, Lord. You can have my company. You can have my children. You can have it all. You can have my dreams. You can have it all. Hallelujah. Find someone to pray quickly. Come on, just find someone to agree with right now. You can have it all, Father. You can have it all. Come on, that's beautiful. We got time to pray. Come on. This is Let's give it all to God. Let's give it all to the Messiah. Let's give it all to the King of Kings. You deserve it all. I give you my ideology, I give you my perspective, Father. Amen. There's a song that we used to sing at Tabernacle of Joy, it's an old song. Amen. How many of you like old songs? I like old songs. You know why I like old songs? First of all, it's only a few words. You know, it goes like this, you know. Like, I exalt thee. Come on, every one of you. I exalt thee. Beautiful. I exalt thee. Come on with your heart. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Oh Lord. One 
more time I exalt Thee We exalt Thee Lord your hands one more time father by the authority in the name of Jesus we know God that that is not the last part of the story God there's a dot 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 Lord and God right now that you will begin to provide whatever we need every hands lifted up right now by the authority in the name of Jesus Lord that you will provide something better that you will provide Lord Harakasa, Jehovah Jireh, that you will provide. Come on. Come on, just press in for a moment. Harakasa, that's it. That's it, that's it. Harakasa, receive it right now. Receive it right now. Harakasa, we can never outgive God. We can never outgive God. Harakasa, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive your grace. Receive your healing. Receive direction. Receive double portion. Come on, come on. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. When they went up, it was a solemn song. But when he came down, it was a praise. It was a praise. 
Jehovah. He called it Jehovah Jireh. So I don't want you to go home today. Yes, there was a climbing God. He was solemn. But when they come down, hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh. I still got my son. Are we ready to praise him? I know apostolic service of all kinds of emotion. In a service, you can turn my morning into dancing. Amen. But I will tell you one thing. I can never outgive God. Are we ready to praise him? Come on, let's let's do this praise. 